0: The viewpoint on SAFM.
1: Thanks for staying with us and remember to uh, interact with us throughout the show. If there's a topic that we are discussing that you really want to make input on, you can call us on 0891 You can also WhatsApp us on 061 410 4107. Now, the COVID 19 pandemic has revealed grave levels of corruption in South Africa with reports of shamelessly taking advantage of the emergency measures put in place to combat the spread of the coronavirus, and this included corrupt activities that stole from the 500 billion rand relief package through irregular procurement procedures. Now, in a recent survey conducted by SyncPoint, supply chain management professionals have admitted that their industry has operated as an enabler for corruption in the country, and they've shared some insights in how this situation has remained difficult to curb, and to speak to us about the findings of the report, and just in general, you know the the the, the role that supply chain management plays. We are joined on the line by Lebohang Lizoalo, and she's the founder and CEO of Sync Point. Lebohang, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Good
2: evening, Namsa, and um, thank you for
1: having me on your show, and good evening to the listeners. Before we unpack um, the, the findings of your survey, let's talk about the role that supply chain professionals play in any organization.
3: All
2: right. Uh Namsa, I think what's very key and very critical is um for everyone to understand what supply chain is. Yes. And um the, 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 the critical role which supply chain also plays um in any organization. So in layman's terms, um I can just explain that supply chain is just a sequence of processes, a sequence of activities that are required by any organization or it could be a government to deliver any goods or services to the end customer. And any cu- end customer could be the community, it could be me, it could be yourself. So um, within supply chain, you have the planning processes, the procurement, which is a specific area which speaks to corruption and these logistics. is talking about technology, these people, these information and these organizations, which are really part of this end-to-end um, processes. So now let's talk about Procurement and the supply chain professionals have really being the enabler um, into um, into corruption. Mm. Um, what I've just defined is that supply chain is just an end-to-end process, so it's just a value chain of activities which yes. any organisation um, you know goes through um, for them to be able to operate. So procurement being part of that is just a process of acquiring goods and services. Mm. So the people that are accountable to procure goods and those services is procurement people. So if the supply chain department which is accountable to be able to um, obtain those goods with specific processes, specific policies as well in any organisation or wherever it may be. But at the end of the day, supply chain has been set and procurement as a profession whereby procurement personnel is in charge of obtaining those goods or services in any organizations, So, mm-hmm. okay. you know, it's very good questions asking that um, are they really the enabler? Um, all I can say that supply chain professionals are at the end of the buck in that um, they are the ones that have to issue that, purchase, that order. They have to issue that contract as well. Um, and if we are at the end of the chain, I always believe that we have the right to stop the process unless otherwise There is pressure, unless otherwise we do not have the guts to say no or to say yes, unless we do not have the guts to stand up and say that we are critical to the organization in terms Mm -hmm. of its profitability, in terms of its growth, in terms of its revenues as well. So, people, it's very important to understand that as a procurement personnel, you're at the end of the chain whereby certain decisions have been made prior to you executing that order um, or executing that contract that goes out into the market Mm -hmm. let's
1: talk about the supply chain the annual report how many people were surveyed in 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 the survey
2: we surveyed um i think we had a a a constituent of 118 respondents
1: Mm -hmm.
2: um, um, on the survey and um, that um, included the supply chain professionals It included um, some consultants, some service providers within supply chain, and also just um, end-user supply chain um, uh, uh, academics as well were included in this um, survey, as well as service providers. And the reason that we also included service providers in that is because they are at the end of receiving um the contract. And I always mm-hmm. say there is a corruptor and the corruptee T. in mm-hmm. that process. Absolutely. So it's very important that um we have a broader perspective of what the corrupter say and what mm-hmm. the corruptees say, but also understanding that within the value chain, who are the other um, stakeholders within organizations that are really playing a key
1: role in making decisions in supply chain um, decisions and are these professionals um, from the private or public sector both
4: it's both it? it's both okay. Absolutely.
1: Um, and the reason that we made it both um, is because
2: we're not excluding um, the private sector mm. there's always an assumption that there is no corruption in the private sector private sector has a lot of corruption mm. within it the same with public sector, we have seen it, corruption is there. It's just that with the public, public sector, it's just out there, um, we pay in tax, it's our money that is out there and um, we have to account. And from the pub- Public Finance um, finance Management Act, we want that transparency, we want to know where the money is going to as well. In the private sector, you can really pinpoint immediately um, in, into that visibility, get the visibility mm-hmm. of what's really happening the Senate. Um, so we decided that we are including both the private and the public sector to be part of this um survey that I think we that's had. It,
1: that's important so let's look at the f- findings quickly I mean with the first one about sixty four point four of those surveyed um it is, those those are supply chain professionals agree that corruption in the country is enabled by unethical conduct and practices. Let's talk about that
2: all right. With that, um, what what we have picked up, um I mean we asked the question around an ethical practices in the organization and the response was really around any organization has got a corrupter and a corruptee. Yeah.
5: Um
2: and they they have really identified um the cause of corruption in one way or another in terms of their organizations, in terms of their um portfolios as well. But also what they have indicated as well is that in any organizations um, there's a lot of unethical conduct um which are and, and they are also prone to corruption pressure as well. So what is happening as, as, you know before any uh, any transaction comes to procurement? it is found that you find that other stakeholders within the value chain it could be an engineer, it could be a finance person um it could be just about anyone a stakeholder prior to anything getting to the procurement process they are the ones that are making decisions in terms of scope of work as an example. So when it comes to procurement, um that scope of work is already cooked um in accordance to a specific supplier as well. That's an unethical practice that we have seen in the industry already. But why does that happen? And and, and you find that the, 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 the supply chain professionals cannot even challenge such scope of work because they are not engineers. So there's a level of technical acumen that does not even exist on some mm. of the um, supply chain professionals. So when you're talking about an ethical conduct, it comes with pride. They know that there's a lot of pride. Um, they know that um, they're under pressure um, to boost businesses as well. There's a lot of entrepreneurs out there mm. that are really, really um, desperate as well. Right. And yeah, they how- are always looking at their ways. Let's take a quick break.
3: SMS SAFM now on 41391.
0: The viewpoint on SAFM. Monday to Thursday,
3: 8 p.m. till 10 p.m.
1: And uh, we are in conversation with Lebohang Litzwalo talking about the annual supply chain corruption report and the role that supply chain professionals actually play in, in corrupt practices, but also the role that they can also play in curbing corruption within organizations. Lebohang, thank you so much for staying with us. Before we continue with the findings of your report, I just want us to listen to a couple of voice notes that have come through from our listeners all right
5: good evening to you and your guest for every corruptor there has to be a corruptee and corruption is really set our country back and we need to deal with it and find a way to resolve it limit it and eventually get rid of it thank you so much from chapter two
4: good evening safm regarding this supply chain we need a centralized independent supply chain that is not politically linked and we need qualified people to sit and to head that entire department because in this country supply chain is not invested into it's just you know it's just piggy carrying on all these departments hence it is subjected to this fraud with regards to the state capture and the corruption unions nobody's talking about the unions being the enablers of the state capture. Nobody is talking about the unions being the enablers of the failed SOEs and SOCs. No one is talking about it, how the unions are gatekeeping, which laws are there in the country. We need new laws to neutralize the power that the unions have in this country and the chess game that they are playing, that destroying the country. Thank you.
1: Mm. This is what some of our listeners have to say, Lebo um, And I just Maybe. want us to, to continue. Uh, I mean, this one in terms of the service providers surveyed saying that they're forced to take out bribes in order to, to secure businesses so, so as to keep their businesses afloat. That is a major, major problem in this country. Yep, indeed. It, it's a major problem. Um,
2: I mean, Let's look at COVID right now. And I always hate using COVID as an excuse because it's also um, an opportunity for other entrepreneurs. But uh, economically, we know that we are not doing well. Mm. So at this point in time, anyone is really looking at how do I make the next buck? So how do I uh, make the next buck will come with really saying that who do I know? How do I start looking at my networks, my contacts as well to really support me get the contract? Remember, at this point in time, um, you know, procurement professionals will be privy in terms of strategies in the organization. Or you have an engineer that is privy to strategies, knowing that, okay, for this year we have this technical plan, we have to spend so much money. That information is power. Mm. That information is power in an organization because any budget that's sitting in the organization is dependent on those technical plans in terms of those budgets that has been put forward. So you you have both, um, you know, the, the link. And you have to that there's an entrepreneur and say that I know Label, she's a decision maker. She may have information around her organization. I'm willing to pay a hundred bucks for me to get that information so that I can prepare myself up front for this work that is coming. So already competition is not there. Immediately when that mm. tender goes out, you're already privy to that information you have prepared yourself up front and what's going to happen you know the budget as well you've paid for it so already you are up front you know exactly what is going to happen in that environment mm. that is one area there's other mechanisms whereby um you find um service providers paying to be able to be in the forefront whereby with some of the tenders um, they get submitted and as soon as the tenders get submitted, they review the pricing. In the evening, all of these things are changed and you become the lowest. So there are so many ways that as part of our organization, we've been researching and asking anonymous questions to engineers, to professionals as well, trying to understand how is possible is this corruption if the processes are followed. Because if you look at most of these corruption activities, processes are followed to the teeth. It's one or two where you realize that probably there was um, a bit of a mistake that was made. So, you know, from the from the um, supplier perspective, it goes with the fact that you want some business and you're probably under pressure. Or on the flip side, one of the things that we wish to discuss, um, by the way, Namsa, is uh, how, how critical supply chain really is. And you realize mm-hmm. that in organizations and also in the public sector, the procurement opportunity is not seen as being very critical in the organization. So even the salaries that are being paid, that are being paid, are just mere salaries. And imagine a procurement person you're getting four hundred thousand um, annual fee and you are issuing a contract for ten billion, for two billion, whichever it may be. Um, a person just sits there and realizes, what the hell is <laughs> going know? on? Uh, I'm, I'm getting four hundred thousand and I have to give this contract to level for two billion. Who is level? And um, you get um, now as, an, as, as a supplier now being invited to all sorts of meetings and so forth to an extent that probably you are forced to even you know, um, pay that bride as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's multiple ways where entrepreneurs um, at this point in time or business as a whole pay the bride. Um, um, because they want to keep their businesses afloat. Is, um, and it, it's not only with procurement professionals, like I said earlier, it can go with the end user, it could be the CEO of an organization, it could be a finance manager as well. It could be anyone who's a stakeholder in the organization. So this value chain of corruption is very right. Nice. Yeah. We just need to get to a point whereby that decision-making and um, we have that independence. I mean, one of the... Um, Proposals that came through from one of the call on the, um, the notes that were left was uh, why don't we have an independent supply chain? Um, and that independent supply chain, if you think around the government, a couple of years ago, um, you know there was a housing shared services, which uh, I'm not going to go more into it. If anyone mm-hmm. is, we can always, people that are involved will know exactly what the story was. But the main aim of the housing shared services was to have. Um, An almost independent, but it was not independent because it was still within the um, the government itself. So um, the 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 suppliers, I think, from their side, the ethical conduct does not only reside with supply chain professionals; it sits with all the stakeholders. It mm-hmm. also sits. But I mean
1: in our if, country. if if if, if an environment enables that, then you know everybody if, if a business service provider knows that I can bribe my way through to get a tender, then they're going to do that. But if the organization exactly. then does not enable, the environment within that organization does not enable corruption, then I guess it's, it's another thing. Happen. Yeah, but it's, it, I'd like us to, to, to unpack this just later at, towards the end of our conversation. I have Anonymous on the line who would like to spoke, speak to us. Anonymous, a very good evening to you.
0: A very good evening to you and your guest as well. Mm. You know, our entire country is so uh, uh, messed up with corruption mm-hmm. and, b- and bribe and all the nasty things that mm-hmm. this entire country needs cleaning up. You put one today, and then tomorrow the same one is doing the same thing over and over. You're trusting this one. You think you'll put him today, mm-hmm. or him or her, and the pers- that official is doing the same thing. Everybody wants to grow rich overnight. They want to be billionaires and millionaires and, I don't know, multimillionaires overnight. Nobody wants to work hard to earn it. So this country is going to be messed up. Even Mr. Zondo, Raymond Zondor has to clean up this entire country. I don't sure. think he can only clean up a portion. He has to clean up this entire country. Every official you'll bring in, they'll do the same thing. They have done it in the past, mm-hmm. and they are sitting clean in Parliament. So um, you're gonna have the same problem repeatedly until we clean up this whole until we bring uh, good people, trustable people and clean up this entire country.
1: Thank you. You, you know you know what, anonymous, I think mm. um we live in a country and everything starts from the top. Yes. We live in a country where corruption starts, starts from the top, it, it is enabled, there's that culture that is entrenched yes. and, and, and it starts from the top, so it's it, 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 it's it's just become a way of life and it has to stop because it's killing our economy, it's yes. stifling economic activity. And they're earning a fancy salary and this Still not good enough. Absolutely, we can ju- cannot you. just live a life where we, just we bribe. We work on a budget. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> thank you so much, anonymous. Welcome. To <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna invite more of our callers who want to 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 uh, participate in this conversation. Are you in the supply chain? Uh, uh, you know, kind of profession. Um, tell us about some of your experiences. You can remain anonymous as well. And are you a service provider who's had to pay a bribe? You don't have to say your name. I uh, will protect your identity. We just want to understand also the extent of the problem, also your experiences. Lebrun, thank you so much for staying with us. Let's talk about... Um, you also found that eighty-eight point four percent of all the supply chain professionals survey say they'd report corruption if the accused will be taken to account. I think that's a problem that people don't um, necessarily uh, uh, report, you know, uh, corruption because they know not much will be done. Oh yes, indeed, indeed.
2: Now, um I think before we even get to today. I have to say something. One of my challenges in our industry is that supply chain professionals are not loud enough. We are just mm. too quiet around what is happening around corruption. And I think that's why we, as um, in point decided to go for this audit and really saying that what are we doing? What is our role as supply chain community in mm. really combating this corruption? Because we have a role. We cannot have a silent voice in our environment while this corruption happens between um, the stakeholders and where we are in the procurement profession. So when you ask this question, it was easy to understand that Will you really report on corruption activities? Um, and and a, a lot of supply chain professionals, yes, they indicated 88.4% said yes, they will definitely report on corruption. And then 13.6% said no. They are not around 14%. They are not going to report on that. And we went further to say, why will you not report? And what is it that will make you um protect? And they say that as a supply chain professional, I'm just not protected. Mm. If I were to report on corruption, then I would be marginalized in my department. I would be kicked out of my um portfolio. Someone is going to find some fault, do some fault finding as a procurement person, and um, at the end of the day, I'll be suspended for something that I didn't do. Or people um, have um, already been followed and threatened in terms of their lives Mm -hmm. as well. So they fear that although they want to actively report on
1: corruption activities, unfortunately, they are not. Protected as well, Le- 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 What you're saying is actually what one of our listeners has sent through. Um, MM says, "Hi, Nomsa. In government, SCM practitioners operate at the mercy of account officers, who in turn have to satisfy mandates from politicians. They risk losing their jobs if they make professional decisions, and at times, uh, their lives are in danger." Indeed. So, so Indeed. sometimes, I guess what I'm taking from this is people don't necessarily. Get involved in these corrupt practices because they are themselves corrupt, but they they are forced by those at the top to uh, favor so and so.
2: Indeed,
1: because so and so is 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 the boss's friend. Sure, yes. this is this is and, quite and, and, and really, I'm sorry, I'm sorry about it. On the flip side, the no part also comes from
2: the entrepreneurs who are saying that little. I would like to report on corruption activities, however. I cannot do that because I tend to lose business opportunities after reporting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. on the other side, I will be cut off from any business cycle because at this point in time, I report on corruption activities. They will know um, that it is labeled from point mm-hmm. that has reported that because you need evidence. You will think that um, when you report on this hotline with some of the organizations, it's anonymous oh it's confidential, it is not it is not always confidential mm. somewhere, somehow, I'm labelled that on the other side, the recipient of this hotline query I'm like, oh, I think I know Namsa Namsa um, will know this person so what will happen to that entrepreneur, then the mm. business get, out of nowhere, they'll make it hell for you as an entrepreneur as well
1: to get um, business mm. yeah, Exactly. that's how they exactly. blacklist you we have another yes. caller, Lebo, Anonymous uh, a very good evening to you Enough. Uh I'm just is it me? Yes, it's you. You're on air.
6: Okay. Hi, how are you? I'm good and you? I'm okay, thanks. Um, I've been listening to the show mm. and um it's actually a very sensitive topic, if I can say. And thank you for um uh, coming on and actually airing the your, your your point uh with regards to the supply chain professionals and how supply chain impacts, whether from a business point of view uh, or from supporting small business and organizations in general. Um, What I'd like to say is that um, in most cases, you find that the way business operates, it actually requires supply chain professionals to be um, flexible. And uh, you find that some organizations want to, um, I mean, push different mandates at all times. Uh, and then you have to be aligned with what the your your what can I say your stakeholders or your top management wants you to do and in most cases um you will try to to follow as much as possible to do things within uh what can i say um your policies and procedures and the downside of that from a procurement side of Uh, Of things that when things turn out sour it always goes back to the procurement person Mm. you know and it will nullify and ignore everything that like what can I say the context of what was actually happening but then boil down to the particular person and um, I mean even if you you can refuse to do something you are acting under orders You know, how do you say no to your boss? You can report it. I mean, there's been a lot of cases whereby things happen and then you you express your views to say, guys, this is not according to policy or anything like that, and then we'll say, work around it. So how do you challenge things like that? Because at the end of the day, if things go wrong and somebody has to account, they'll always come back to your job stake, your uh, employment contract, and all of those things for mm. getting on the build-up.
1: Mm. Anonymous, can I ask you... Sorry, yes? do you finish, finish, finish your sentence? Sorry for interjecting.
6: <laughs> no, I was just going to say because we are all following a mandate and we are all reporting to somebody.
1: Mm. Mm. I, you know, so... Mm, every company every company has its own um, kind of ethics and and, and sort of standards um, of operation. Has there been a time where you felt like you know somehow you are breaking the rules, but you have no choice? Yes.
6: Yes, I mean, um, (laughs) this does not only happen with uh, supply chain. It happens with uh, when people getting employed, from an HR point of view, it happened from a uh, BEE compliance point of view, things that need to be done. Um, it's not only the supply chain professionals that actually uh, would be said that they are breaking the rules. Sure. But then um, it's always within context, and that's what people don't want to actually take into consideration. And I'm not saying that it's correct. Mm. Um, Please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it's correct. But then what I'm saying is that we are working under top management and leaders. Mm. And if somebody is doing something incorrect or that is not according to policy, if your direct manager is not stopping that, what does that mean? yeah so, so it's, it's, it's a bigger problem so it's
1: become than culture
6: it's it's, pointing it's out mm. yeah
1: sorry no, no i'm just saying it's just become culture it's it's just become south african culture i don't think it's a south african culture thing i think um it's a business
6: thing um honestly i i, I think if you go to um the us i don't know if okay i'm just I haven't done research on what I'm going to be saying mm. I mean if you look at if you're going to look at maybe how uh, the Russians or Germany or the US do their thing uh, probably you find that people do what they need to do in order for a business to progress you know uh, so I wouldn't specifically say that it's a South African culture but then it's something that businesses uh, tend to do in terms of not only in procurement but we need, tend to do what we need to do in order for business to grow or to, to, you know, to make a profit or whatever the case is. Because you get told that you know we have to be accountable to our shareholders. Yes, there's ethics, and ethics, there's documents, there's uh, hotlines that are being there uh, that are created, and all of those things. But then, you know. Um, At some point, you look at these things uh, when you take a step back and it's like um, we are all compliant from a detrimentation point of view. Uh, But then when you look at the other side, it's often um, a different picture
1: altogether. So I
6: wouldn't necessarily say that it's a South African culture. Yes, it is happening in South Africa, but probably it's happening everywhere around the world. And it's not just a supply chain problem it's an organizational problem on how do we tackle things, how do we make decisions, Mm -hmm. what is more important, you know. Mm -hmm. Is it more important to actually um, ignore or overlook one thing that will uh, get your scorecard in order as opposed to just going to your shareholders or the board to say, guys, we couldn't hit the target and this is that. You anonymous,
1: know. anonymous, thank you so much for joining us Lebo, I'm going to give you time right at the end just to um, just summarize what our, our callers have said because we have a couple who are holding right now and I just want to take all of them. We have another Anonymous, a very good evening to you.
3: Yeah, good evening my sister.
1: Hi.
3: I, I just want to concur with your last caller, it is not a South African problem it is not even an African problem it is a worldwide problem. I was watching a documentary about how big-time organizations in America, how they influence the government to get their way through, to make the government, to make a policies that um, you know will benefit their organization, so that they will make their, get their way through. So, the thing is, the question we want to ask ourselves is, can this matter can it be solved the answer is yes and no it can be solved if we are determined that look we want to do things the right way it can not it cannot be solved if we say okay we said theoretically we want to do the right thing but then behind behind the the the, the thing, there are so many funny things happening so it is neither here or there but factually I I'm telling you, Mama, sir, Human being, we are wicked. We are corrupt. <laughs> Thank sure. you.
1: Thank you so much, um, Anonymous. Do we we've got Colin from uh, Colin, you'll tell us where you're from. A very good evening from Cape Town. Colin from Cape, Cape, Cape T- Town.
5: <laughs> good evening. Good uh, evening.
1: How are you this evening?
5: Fine, fine. Yourself.
1: I'm good, good. evening to your panel. Mm.
5: Do you know something? Um it's a waste of time. You you bring people onto your show. That's going to actually not do much difference. What what SAFM must do is get these corrupt try and get these corrupt politicians to defend themselves on the on your show and let have it for an hour so that we the citizens can phone in and question them. Even if you can get our president to answer questions He's talking about corruption, corruption, corruption. But so far, nobody's been actually cuffed and went to jail. He's just talking, and next year and a year after, he's going to talk about corruption, but nobody is taking note, and nobody's prosecuting, and nobody, they, their job's just, the description just gets changed. Corrupt here, go to Joburg. Corrupt here, go to Cape Town. They move the people around. We need politicians to answer these questions and if, if uh, I wish we can have our president for the hour on, 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 on the radio so that we listeners can ask him direct questions and get direct answers from him and so, say, uh, President, we are sick and tired of implementing, implementing, implement, uh, I mean, uh, talking, 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 but no implementations. Thanks
1: very much. Colin, I can I can feel your frustration. Let me just read this message from Frank. He says, Hi, Nomsa. This is the capitalistic agenda to maintain the class system and earn the means of production and the land and all its resources, thereby creating the bus versus slave culture. Why did the wow. ANC change direction on nationalism at, at Davos? Okay, it's just one of our messages that, that um, you know, that Frank is saying there. Lebo, in, 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 in you know, the report, you are stressing that, uh, going back to our topic, you are stressing mm. that there's an urgent need to professionalize and regulate the SCM sector. How will that help?
2: Let me tell you how it will help, uh, Nomsa. Right now, um, let's look at various professions. Firstly, mm. um, if you are in the health professions, you have the Health Professional Council of of South Africa regulating the health professionals. If you do something wrong, what's going to happen? You have to report back to them, all right? If you're a finance person, a finance manager, CFO, for an example, you report to Saika. So you do something wrong, they're going to slap you a bit as well, and they can take away your license to operate as well. Let's look at engineers as well. Engineers know that they are regulated. What they do from their side, it is regulated. They cannot just decide to um to change um, you know, specific specifications as an example on their own without um prescribing to the certain standards mm. on um you know, which are prescribed by EXA as well. So let's look at our profession. Our profession right now is not regulated. Mm. We don't report to anyone. So even if today I was found wrong um you know, to be involved in corrupting corrupt activities um, is, um, you know, in my case, um, nothing has happened. But I was part of some corruption activity. Mm-hmm. I don't have to report to anyone. I can move to another company, um, and and I'll, I'll proceed as it is. So we want to make sure that professionalisation um, of our um, of, of, of 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 supply chain becomes priority. So in terms of our our survey it was clear that um, what the respondents said was that the, um, they will want um, us to regulate the procurement profession. Mm-hmm. They will want to see um, us having a license to practice within the profession, like all these other professionals. We want to see that um, we institute a fitness test for supply chain ropes as well. But the last one was around the plate and an old system for professional conduct because in all of that, now we are bringing that, forward um, in terms of professionalization, in terms of its priority, and we want to make sure that there's a level of accountability that you account to someone. So mm-hmm. that, like what the other um, um, caller said, that we are not protected, we are being put under pressure. Mm-hmm. So if we have this regulator, and, and you can already start now, and you know I'm, I'm only the person that they say no. You know, no one can put you under pressure. You, it, it, you can say no and report it high. You understand if you mm. feel that something is wrong it is wrong so we don't even have to wait for this regulating and, and professionalization of supply chain um, profession so we feel that at this point in time we need to professionalize our profession which is supply chain we need to have the guidelines we need mm. to have professional conduct as well we yeah. need to ensure that we regulate so that they are set practices they are set code of code of ethics that are being followed in terms of our profession absolutely but the other most important thing around professionalization is that in terms of the qualification in terms of the skills that are needed Mm. for you to be on a specific role we know that if this is regulated you need to be at the second you have to say you have to mentor you have to have done certain before you are even in a specific role as well so that we know what we are accountable for at this point because right now we are all over the show, and professional. What is it? is very critical, but mm. unfortunately, we are not regulated. Yeah, Lebo, we don't and have a license to practice. Unfortunately,
1: our unfortunately, we have to leave it there. Um, it's <laughs> yes. so we've really stretched our time, but such an interesting topic. So, thank you so much for for joining us, um, Lebo. Thank you so much uh, for joining us this evening.